Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. These classes have been real important to me because I really feel like if you can, we can understand this concept, we're going to start accessing everything God has for us. Uh, and we learned that out of the, the life of Abraham. But I want to read a, a scripture that uh, out of Hebrews 13, 15. Is that, are y'all there? <coughs> Hebrew, <coughs> excuse me. Hebrews 13, 15. Uh, <coughs> and we're going to look at what this really looks like through the life of Abraham. Uh, this whole teaching has been about you accessing what God has already provided for you. You accessing his promise, us accessing his promises. Uh, but what we taught last week is you got to realize all the promises are actually covenantal, meaning it's two parties coming together, right? That was a lot of our teaching last week. So we do have our part. God's got his part. But if we don't do our part, God can't fulfill his part. Uh, Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Now, I think we done dealt with this on our Wednesday night class, didn't we? Did any of y'all remember? You don't know? You don't remember? <laughs> yeah, you were in another. Okay. Uh, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to to God. I want to just hold on to that script. Now I want to show what does it mean to offer the sacrifice of praise. It's like they don't even go together. To sacrifice means to kill. It means to slaughter. It means something's got to die in order for praise to maintain its elevated level. Are y'all following me? So in order to maintain your level of adoration to God, your feelings, your emotions, your opinions, most all of that has got to die. Can y'all relate to that? Because sometimes they want to exalt themselves higher than God and rob God of all of his glory. So what does that look like? All right, let's go back now to Genesis and let's read through this pretty quick. And we're just going to top it off with a little thought before we pray. Genesis 15 and 1. Huh? I, I, I'm going to save it. Uh, thank you. But I think I'm going to save it for in the middle of this. Abraham is still called in the Bible. The New Testament calls him the father of our faith. That we are the sons and daughters of Abraham. So he establishes the precedence on here. Uh, Genesis 15:1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, I am your exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me you have given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. We taught all that in our last class. We really had a good time with that. Four, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him and said, This shall not be your heir, 
but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look towards heaven. Remember we talked about quit looking into this realm, looking into that supernatural realm. Don't look at circumstances. Look up, look above it. And tell the stars or count the stars if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall your seed be. 15, 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur, the Chaldees, to give you the land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Let me tell you, there is always another level to know what you've been told. You can read the Bible, you can hear it preached, but until you get desperate enough to go before God and say, I want to know for myself. That's sometimes why we miss it. We're constantly going off somebody else's word. He had done had the prophetic word given. And Abraham said, look, I, I, I got to know. I got to know for myself. I think that's really big. I think probably we would pray from a greater level of faith if we would stop and say, I got to know, God, what you said about my situation. I got to know what you're doing in this situation. Matter of fact, uh, I heard someone speaking a word into someone that was powerful. Uh, and I began to pray about that because we were both praying for this individual. And I was listening to the word that was being poured into them. And so I began to pray that the next day. And God spoke to me and said, until that word becomes their word, it's not powerful. You understand what I'm saying? This individual was speaking what God was saying into them. But it doesn't matter if you don't take ownership of it. It don't mean he lied either. If you want to follow me, if it don't come to pass, it don't mean that guy missed it because I felt it. I believed it. But God said that doesn't matter if, it, if you don't take ownership of it. So a lot of times we need to stop and say, God, I got to know for me. I got to know for me. I, I, I got to partner with the word that was spoken into my spirit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yada, that's it, girl. I thought about that. Where shall I know? I shall, how shall I know? And he said unto me, take a heifer, three years old, she goat, three years old, ram. Remember we talked about the five? The ram, three years old. And if I get time, I'm going to tell you something about the turtle dove and a young pigeon. That's all the animals. God said, take them, kill them. This is Abraham's sacrifice of praise. I want us to tie these two together. He's finna enter into a covenant with God and receive his promise from God. But this was Abraham's part, right? Of him taking sacrificial time, sacrificial offering, offering it to God. Okay? This is your part. Verse number 10. And he took unto him all these things, divided them in the middle, laid each piece one against the other, but the birds... He did not divide. That's important. God, give me a revelation on that. I don't know if I'll share it tonight. Uh, but anyway, he divided them. Now, what this represents is the Bible don't teach us, really. The Bible just is written like you understand what it means to cut covenant. Uh, that they would, two men would come together. Me and Kobe would say, look, I promise you, Kobe, I'm going to do this for you if you do this for me. It's like entering into a contract. 
Well, our word's not good enough. So we take animals, we kill them, we cut them in half, me and Kobe, and we lay them on each side, and then me and him stand side by side, and we walk through the blood. And I say to Kobe, if I don't fulfill my part, let this happen to me. You say, if you don't feel it, let it happen to me. So me and him together, this is important for where I'm going, we walk through together, not one person, both persons, okay? Uh, he took them, divided them, laid each piece against the other, but the birds he did not divide. It's so hard to run through that stuff without teaching it. Uh, verse number 11, sacrifices is there. God told him, bring your sacrifices. They're laying there, and they must have laid there a long time. We don't know how long, because while his sacrifice of praise is laying on the ground, buzzards come. Birds of prey come, verse number 11. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. Okay? This is where we, we, we talked about in our last class. I want you to get a picture of that again. Wake up, Taylor. She's yawning. Uh, 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 of he's laid out his sacrifice. That's his end of the bargain. That's his end of the covenant uh, uh, agreement with God. But while he's waiting on God, doubt starts trying to come in. Right? Compromise starts trying to come in. Now look, I'm, I'm teaching you covenant etiquette. This happens in everybody's life. This happens when we're waiting on God. This happens when we're trying to step into agreement with God to see the supernatural manifestation on whatever level, right? That the enemy is going to come. He's going to come and try to steal your offering to God. He's going to try to steal your sacrifice of praise to God. All right? You may start off with that praise, but as situations and circumstances come, if you're not careful, we'll allow the enemy to come in and steal the joy out of our praise, to steal the peace out of our praise, to steal the confidence. Are y'all listening to me? To steal the confidence out of our praise. This is where most miracles are forfeited. Right here is to where a lot of promises that God promised us that's already fulfilled is forfeited because we don't stand and fight the birds off our sacrifice of praise. Right? Okay, that's what, that's what we talked about last week. Now look at verse number 12. But before I move it, can I tell you, you got to drive out every lie. You got to drive out every spirit of discouragement that comes. You got to drive out every spirit that starts trying to tell you God didn't hear you. God's not going to answer you, right? You're not good enough. You don't have enough faith. All of these are flying lies that Abraham had to stand flat footed and fight these things off. He did it, and, and then Hebrews said, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes Our warfare now is not with swords and spears. It's with our worship. It's with our praise. Are you following me? That we literally got to use our praise to fight off birds of prey from stealing what I believe God is going to give me. What his word says I can have. You got to fight. 
you got to fight it with a song. You got to fight it with a prayer. You got to fight with a praise, you know. And last week, I I actually made a statement that I want to retract that we're not even fighting the devil, we're fighting ourselves. Fluke and I was talking about that the next day. Actually, it is, the root of it is the devil. Why? Because just like the uh, uh, spirit uses your spirit to get to your soul, the devil uses your flesh to get to your soul. So he's the one that's behind it. Are you following me? Trying to get you to uh, look at the circumstances, hear the reports. Is anybody listening to me? Hear the reports, see the situations. So no wonder he said offer up the sacrifice of praise. Because in order for me to stay in that position of praise, something's going to have to die. Right? Are y'all following? I'm talking about if you're going to step in and access your miracle, something's going to have to die. What? My negative thinking is going to have to die. Right? The doubt is going to have to be put to death while I elevate my praise. Verse number 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. Okay. Here's what I want you to catch. Here's where we forfeit it. We have got to offer the sacrifice of praise. We have got to fight off the doubt, the negativity, the circumstantial evidence that's presented unto us for until we slip off into a state of unconsciousness. Okay? Are y'all following me? Until we lose consciousness. Abraham fought until he lost consciousness. What does that mean? Now remember, a deep sleep is characterized by the absence of a response to external stimuli. I don't know when this happens. I don't know how long it takes. Matter of fact, I submit to you that a lot of us don't fight long enough to ever get to this place. But it's the place where I lose my my consciousness of my flesh, my feelings, and my emotions, and I slip into a place of rest. Catch this. This is big. Abraham fought off the birds of prey, the doubt, the discouragement, the distraction, human reasoning. Can I get a witness? That's a lot of our biggest enemy. Human reasoning. He fought. He drove them off until he fell into a deep sleep. He finally escaped the conscious, natural realm of reason and intellect. He fought it off until he stepped into the unconscious realm of the spirit called faith. And the Bible calls that a place of rest. A place of rest. Now we're going to go back to Hebrews, but listen to me. It's a place of rest. Right before you enter into that place of rest is where you are in the sacrifice of praise. You are fighting off doubt, negativity, whatever may be flying in there to rob. And there's that place that Abraham got to, to where he went into this trance. He stepped into the realm of the Spirit. He stepped into a place of rest where that is no longer your wisdom at this place. It's no longer your strength. Are y'all listening to me? It's no longer your ability. 
you step into a realm to where your source is God and it's God all by his self. We're going to see God walking through where Abraham laid the sacrifices. But did you notice Abraham ain't walking with him? Because when you get to this place, it's God all by himself. It ain't got nothing to do with your strength. It don't have nothing to do with your ability. It don't have nothing to do with your wisdom. It don't have nothing to do with you at all except that you step into a realm of place, of, uh, into the realm of the spirit, which is a place of rest. And in this place of rest, you're not even operating by any natural light anymore. No natural insight. No natural logic. Look at the scripture in verse number 17. This is the realm of the spirit. This is the realm of faith that I'm trying to show you that Abraham stepped into. 17 said, and it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark. No natural light whatsoever. No natural intellect whatsoever. No information coming from this realm whatsoever. When you step into this realm, there's nothing there. Look, it says, but behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that pass between those piece, pieces. Nothing, the, the uh, burning or the smoking furnace represents the very character and the nature of God. He's always portrayed as a burning fire, right? So there's one attribute of God. The other one is what? A uh, burning lamp, meaning God is complete and total illumination. When you step into this realm, you totally reject and step out of all natural light that comes from the realm you live in, whether it be good or positive, and step into nothing but the illuminating light of God. Are y'all listening to me? This is the realm of faith. You're not being, you're not being influenced by no other light. Oh my God. If y'all can, if we can get this. You but, but it took a battle to get to this realm. You, you don't just wander into this realm because there is an enemy in your mind to take you and to keep you outside this realm. So Abraham kept fighting these birds off until something, until God saw, he saw the determination of Abraham and at some point God steps in uh, but you notice he only can step in when Abraham loses consciousness. God can't step into a lot of our situations because we are so conscious and we're making decisions based on natural light. Are y'all following me? Meaning information I'm getting from doctors, uh, the situation itself, whatever the case may be. My finances are telling me a lot of stuff. My body's telling me a lot of stuff. And there's this place to where I keep in the sacrifice of praise until I forfeit all of that light and step into that place and I just rest. Man, I, I want this place bad. I don't know about y'all, but I, I want this. And when he fell into that place, all of a sudden God shows up and says, Now, Abraham, it ain't about you no more. I'm going to step in with my strength. I'm going to step in with my wisdom. I'm going to step in with my resources. Okay, now jump back to 
Hebrews chapter number 11. Uh, four. I don't know why I said 11, because that's the faith chapter, I guess. Here it is in the New Testament. I want to be serious. I want to be honest with y'all. Uh, is that a napkin? Something clean my glasses off. Uh, I never could get a comfortable revelation of laboring to enter into rest. Never could. Even though I felt like I had a little bit of it, I'd hear people teach it, but I've never gotten the revelation for me like I feel like these tied together tonight. Hebrews 4 and 1 says, Let us fear, thank you, lest we, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest that any of you should come short of it. I love this scripture. Let us be fearing one thing that I'm not going to access everything God's got for me. He said, that's the only thing I want you to be afraid of, that you're going to miss out on what I have already given you. Uh, yeah, four and two. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Are you listening to me? That's what I was saying earlier. I can give you a word, but if it don't become yours, it don't profit you. I can give you a scripture, but if it don't become ours, it don't profit you. The gospel was preached, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter what? True believers enter into rest. What does rest look like? I'm out. I'm unconscious. I'm now operating. But it's God's power, it's God's strength, it's God's wisdom. It's not by my end. I'm not worrying, I'm not fretting, I'm not working. Has anybody ever found this place? <laughs> I don't know that we've really found this place to where I'm, I'm totally unconscious. My feelings are no longer a factor. My wisdom is no longer a factor or the lack thereof is no longer a factor. I'm literally out unconscious and God is fulfilling his covenant promise for me. God Almighty. God said, uh, it, it reminds me of the scripture. Uh, some of y'all may know right where it's at. But the disciples asked Jesus, what must we do to work the works of God? And Jesus said, this is the work that you believe. <laughs> it can be harder work believing than trying to work so hard to make something happen you can't make happen in the first place. Are you listening to me? Isn't, that, isn't it right that sometimes it's more work fighting the doubt out of my mind just to be able to believe? Because God's saying, I can't even work with you right now because you're fighting so hard in your own mind, in your own strength. So until you pass out, <laughs> you know, until you pass into that realm to where you're totally unconscious, God said, I can't even step in there and begin to show my strength. He said that same way with these, the, the, the first church. He said, I gave them a word, but they didn't mix it with faith. But three says, for we which have believed do enter into rest. And this is kind of hard translation with the King James Version. He said, and I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. God said, those that believe are going to rest. He said, those who do not believe, I swear they will not. I mean. This is what God said. He said, I swear you will not. And, and, and here's what's a killer. You will not access your promise even though 
it was done before I ever created the world. God, that's big, isn't it? Simply because you never entered into that place of rest, which is belief. Um, let's skip a few of those so I can get down. Uh, look at, let's start in verse 8, 4 and 8. It says, for if some of your Bible says Jesus, that's really Joshua. And some of your translations may have done changed it. Because it's the same in, uh, in uh, Hebrew, it's Yeshua. And in Greek, it's Yeshua. So in the King James Version used Jesus, okay? But it's really Joshua. For if Joshua had given them rest, then would not he have after spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For the, he that has entered into his rest, he has also what? Cease from his own works. There is that place to where you finally access your miracle. To where you access your promise. But it's only when we have lost all consciousness that comes through all our five senses. They have been sacrificed and you are continually holding on to your praise. You're continually holding on your adoration of God. You're continually declaring in spite of these relationships that's broken or whatever the case may be, you are holding on to the fact that God is, 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 is good and he is worthy to be praised, and he has made a way, and I hold on to that instead of letting these natural inclinations pull me down out of that place. He said, this is the work. Jesus told him, said, this is the work, isn't it? This is the work when you're working against your own mind that's trying to beat you out of your promise. And which leads us to verse number 11. Verse number 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So now I believe we can understand what it means to labor to enter into the rest. What is the labor? The labor is fighting off every bird of prey that's trying to rob me of my covenant promise from God. Are y'all with me? Is this making sense to y'all? It just means it just made so much sense to me. And back to Genesis. Throw back over there, Genesis 15 and 18. Let us labor to enter in to the rest. Let me throw this out here, and it may not make sense to everybody, but it really seems clear in my mind right now. If we're not careful, we'll fight so hard to get our miracle that we wear ourselves out. And then that. We'll fight so hard to work up a faith so that we can get a miracle that the devil uses against us and we wear out. Rather than fighting so hard just to maintain my sacrifice of praise until me and you like Abraham slip into the realm of faith rest. That's what passion calls it. A faith rest to where, you know what? It ain't even about me no more. It's about, I believe God's going to do it all by himself. And while he's doing it, while he's walking through and fulfill the covenant promise, I'm just going to praise. 
I'm going to hold on to my sacrifice of praise and worship. Every time the thunder uh, 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 clashes and every time the lightning flashes of the storm in my life, I'm going to hold on to my praise. Huh? Who am I talking to? And then in that case, 1518, I got about two minutes. In the same day, in that same day, at that point, when Abraham fought his way through and stepped into that point of an unconscious state, meaning he stepped out of the flesh into the spirit, God made covenant with him. And he began to talk and began to tell him, Abraham, to your seed I've given this land. I'm giving you this. I'm giving you the boundaries. I'm showing you exactly what I am going to give you. Are y'all with me? I, 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 I said I was going to quit teaching, so I'm going to quit. But I needed to end this with tonight that that place of rest is probably right on the other side of your biggest battle. And the battle is all them thoughts that's trying to steal you of it. I know God do it for them, but will he do it for you? I know he did it in their marriage, but will he do it in your marriage? I, I, I know he did it for this. And Abraham stood his ground until he slipped into a state. I don't really understand how to teach that part of it, but I'm telling you for a fact that if we will stand our ground in faith and you will fight, there is going to come a point to where the crown of life is going to be placed on your head. You better hear me. Blessed are they that endure temptation, for when they are tried, they shall receive a crown of life. And when that crown is placed on your head, you slip into a place of rest. Rest. Right in the middle of the situation of rest to where God can begin to disclose himself. Fight for that place. Yes, sir. At the promises of God. Consider not, yes, man. Thank you, thank you. This right here is killing us, consideration. You know what? I mean, you know, Kobe praying for the sick or whatever. Do what? Exactly, the voice of reason that he stepped, he, to he become totally unconscious. Do y'all realize how that's mature faith, isn't it? And I don't know that I've reached that a whole lot in my life. I'm going to be honest with you to where there was a peace. Every time I saw a breakthrough, I can remember that though. You know what I'm saying? But I don't believe I live there. I don't know about y'all. I don't live there uh, like I know God wants us to, to where we rest and he does the walking. You know, we rest, and he does the talking. But it's right on the other side of fighting through the reason in, in my own mind, the reasoning and the intellect in my own mind. And so let me just throw this out to you because I can't prove it by Scripture, but the Lord gave it to me as a nugget. You can take it or throw it out. But he reminded me, I knew there were five sacrifices given, Right? Abraham had to bring five. He had to give up five sacrifices. And I taught it as the flesh. And I believe it's compatible. Right? 
lot of people teach us five is grace, and it is. But not in this situation because it all died. That's not grace, right? So five things had to die. You got five senses that Abraham had to sacrifice reason, was like you're, like you're talking about, Steve, to step into the unconscious realm of the spirit to where you're totally governed by the spirit, not by what your eyes see and ears. But I was in prayer the next day, and God just reminded me he killed and divided everything but two birds. He didn't divide. Remember, the Bible says the two birds he divided not. So they were released. <laughs> Kobe's already working in his mind. They were released back into their domain. They were released back into their natural habitat. Could it be that those two birds represent my sight and my hearing? That when I step out of the realm of consciousness into the realm of unconscious faith, then I start seeing and hearing from a whole new realm. Can y'all buy into that? I mean, it works and it fits because those two went back because only birds operate up here. Everything else operated down here. So, so maybe God's showing us I wanted those two released because that's where I called you to operate from. Not hearing what the circumstance is saying. Dwelling, are, are y'all even with me on that part? But now you're hearing what God's saying and you're seeing everything from an elevated perspective. And then I thought, God is so awesome in detail. Not only was it two birds, but it was a dove and a pigeon. <laughs> Are y'all following me? Now, this is just my prayer time with God, and I feel like he's downloading this stuff into me. And the dove is what? Uh, the guy that built the boat, what was his name? Moses. Okay. Moses built the ark. Oh, this is recorded too, isn't it? And so that dove went and got the olive leaf, which was an emblem of peace, right? And we know it's an emblem of the Holy Spirit. So maybe he's showing us that when we step into this realm to die into ourselves, we step back into that realm of perfect peace in our mind, in our heart, and spirit. And, of course, the other one was a pigeon. And everybody knows what a pigeon does. He just is inclined to find his way back home. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just any. And everybody's got a different story why, how a pigeon can so find his way back to his natural habitat. You know, some say it's the magnetic field of the earth that he's one with. And no matter where you take him, he finds his way back to his natural habitat. I'm going to submit to you, and it's my doctrine, and I'm not going to change it till you can prove me wrong. That when we die to ourselves and our intellect and our way of thinking and our works and all of us, that those two birds represent us stepping into a realm that our spirits and our minds will naturally go back to its exalted place of natural habitat. 
And it'll start, oh, God, I, feel, I just kind of felt some witness of that. It may have been just a hickam jig, I don't know. But that when I step into my place of rest, I step back into that peace, elevated peace. And I step into that place to where my mind is back in its natural habitat, and now it's thinking the thoughts of God. God, can y'all receive this tonight? Can I pray that over us right now? But hear me before I pray over you, and then we'll go into your own personal prayer time. We'll start some music. You, are, you will never access this realm without a fight. You ain't, why? He proved it to us in Genesis. It's a Genesis principle. Even though he said, God said, they are not going in because they will not believe me, even though I provided for this before I created the world. Isn't that crazy? I, I had this for you from the foundations of the world, he said. He said, but unless you die, he said, you can't come in here and sully up this atmosphere with your human reasoning, your strength, your resources. You're going to have to pass out, Abraham, and I'm going to walk this right by myself because I'm God all by myself. Go ahead. That's right. Greeks in the... That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. But it's so hard for us to step into vulnerability because we got to fight our own human intellect and reasoning. Did, wow. Wow. Isn't that something? Anybody want to just add to this stuff he's throwing out here? I'm telling you, we're teeter-totting on a revelation here on two Monday nights that is bigger than anything we've tapped into as far as accessing the miracles of God. Are you following me? To accessing the promises that's already ours, that Jesus already paid for. But he said, it's a covenant. And just because I paid for them don't mean you're going to access them because without faith, it's impossible to please God. The only work I want you to do is faith, believe. You know, I said sometimes we think we have faith, but when you get this kind of revelation, you realize we ain't got faith. We got a bunch of theological ideas that we try to stick some type of confidence to, but when the birds come, we lose it. I believe, hear me tonight, and then you can just, you can just start praying right now if you want to, and then you're in prayer meeting. Some of you are so close. You hear me? We are this close. I'm going to say all of us, if we can just catch this revelation and exalt our sacrifice of praise back up there and don't let it fall. Praise means I am adoring you, O oh God, even though I'm dying on the backside. On the front side, I am adoring you, and I'm going to keep on adoring you until I, like Enos, Enoch, slip into another realm to where I'm so unconscious that I got a peace that don't make sense no more. That I have a joy that don't make sense no more because the circumstances are still the same. Are y'all following me? Somebody's finna step into that realm. I gotta pray over you and I'm out. Father, in the name of Jesus. 
You are the daughter of Abraham, ladies. <laughs> ladies, you're the daughters of Abraham. It's in you to fight off the doubt, the discouragement. You're about to step into a realm. Guys, we are the sons of Abraham. And God raised his right hand. He walked through, uh, Hebrews says it, he walked through that blood sacrifice swearing to Abraham, in blessing I'm going to bless you. In multiplying I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to cause you to be the head and not the tail. I promise you. So Father, I pray over this, this Bible class tonight that we learn labor to enter into rest. I believe the season of rest is coming. You hear me? Worship until you rest. Labor to enter into rest. Labor to enter into perfect rest. And peace. And peace. Those two things are not supposed to die. That dove and that pigeon is not supposed to die. It's supposed to be elevated. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.